0: The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff and management.
1: Welcome to Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels with your host, Dee Lee. It is common for all of us to take things for granted. The familiar in our daily lives. For example, our home, our job, our health, our relationships with family and friends and pets. By paying attention and polishing your own life gems, you can add your light to life. And that creates a mighty gem. On today's program, you will learn how paying attention to the small things can make your life mighty. So, polish the facets of the extraordinary jewels around you by joining your host, Dee Lee. Learn how being mighty is possible when you polish the extraordinary jewels in your life. Now, here is your host, Dee Lee.
2: Welcome to our show, Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels. My name is Dee Lee, and today I'm here with our guest host, Lynn Shirell. So, what are gems and jewels, Really? They are stones and tend to have different value for each person. It depends upon how they are related to individually, and it really is um, something individual as to what their true value looks like. As a little stone or pebble, they could be considered to be very small from a physical size, but they could have a huge value in terms of a different sense and basic effect. As we are spotlighting everyday jewels, we are taking a closer look at ordinary things in our daily living that are really magnificent when we stop and pay attention. As with jewels, the value is in the eye of the beholder. The sparkle can be a different attraction for everyone, but it tends to catch our attention. We are inspired. My mission in life, uh, Maya Angelou said, my mission in life is not merely to survive, but to thrive and to do so with some passion, some compassion, some humor, and some style. Have you ever experienced a short in your internal body's electrical system panel? Sometimes the quick fix is to slam the door shut and to pretend everything is working in harmony. We are really made up of a lot of integrated systems. These systems are controlled by a central fuse box and fusion of many energies. When in tune, there are basics that really sustain life. When organized and assimilating in tune, these are the basics that are in balance and in harmony. Dysfunctional issues arise when things are out of balance in our core inner system. This system is affected by the pressures on ourselves, what choices we make on the fuel we eat, how we pace ourselves in our life, and toxins we should subject ourselves to in our environment. So, inspiration is a really a valuable jewel in our, in our vocabulary. When someone says that they are inspired, it tends to catch our attention, and we want to know more about the story. The word inspiration comes from Middle English period around 1275. Inspiration, you know, it's, it's really a, an inspiring moment when there is something that motivates all of our senses of seeing you know we have a lot of senses here feeling touching tasting and smelling something it will catch our attention and inspire us to be a better person or at least to try out an idea or create something a famous example is isaac newton imagine him sitting under a tree an apple tree he, he was there daydream dreaming a breeze moves along on the branches in the apple tree around and moves moves the apples around, and uh, essentially one drops and plops on his head. It gets his attention, and he becomes excited and full of energy. Being in a state of mind where he is open to new ideas, hmm, the idea of the theory of gravity is born, and he ponders just what happened. The apple is an inspiration and caused him to feel enthusiastic. The idea is another inspiration and gets him excited. So, um... You know, Francis of Assisi shared a powerful insight. Start by doing what's necessary, then do what's possible. And suddenly, you are doing the impossible. Each day is really an inspiration. It is an everyday jewel waiting for discovery. It is here and now and is immediately available to us. We might be like Newton and have an apple drop on us. Or because we are here and now, it is open for us to stake a claim and pay attention and look around with gratitude and deep appreciation to nature and others we relate to. Another um, powerful thought here is from Robert Robert Louis Stevenson, who said, Don't judge each day by the harvest you reap, but by the seeds that you plant. When we have been exploring a lot of individual unique, valuable ore and minerals over the last couple sessions, uh, some of these are verily very deeply ingrained. Some are visible and others are hidden from the surface and the combination and mixture is what make us each valuable and also potentially explosive. For most people, the word mining relates to several related words. Excavating will bring up a lot of different images. Basically, it is is like, really the process of extracting the valuable substances um, from under the ground. Some mines are holes, some others are pits, some are water running over the ground. Having the right mining equipment will ultimately make the discovery much easier and more amazing and a lot of fun. With this basic knowledge, we will have the confidence of knowing how to maneuver around hurdles and roadblocks that stand between us in almost any amount of seeking of mining claims. While others may hear about the claiming rights and are scrambling and running around in circles trying to figure out what the whole process is. You can be inspired and inspiring to others when you breathe in, create, do, and inspire to take action. So basically believe in yourself and that that you have something of value to contribute. Take action and start doing it. The inspiration follows. You can start at the very basic level as suggested by F. Scott Fitzgerald. It was only a sunny smile and little cost in the giving, but like morning light, it scattered the night and made the day worth living. And I love his so poetry. Powerful.
3: Yeah, so powerful. And really, you know, as, as we're talking about all this and going on this journey of prospecting within, we're clearly working with an ancient system. And this system really defies time and space. It's, it's a system of flowing energy. Mary Kay Ash, who's the founder of Mary Kay, said, aerodynamically, the bumblebee shouldn't be able to fly, but the bumblebee doesn't know it, so it goes on flying anyway. And, (laughs) you know, (laughs) it just makes so much sense, right? You know, birds that don't have necessarily a beautiful song, they don't know that they're not beautiful, they just know they're supposed to sing. And that's really what it's about, is just, you know, being who you are and going for what you want. So language can be a barrier or an obstacle in front of true understanding. And so um, we like to really just uh, pull out the distinctions in different words. And um, the word system is a method, a plan, or procedure that can look complex from the outside. But because it's made up of a lot of moving parts, by putting them together in a step-by-step process, you can plug yourself into the process and have some idea of the direction you're going. And, um, you know, one of the things that I did is I wrote a, a book available on Kindle called Heal the Chakras of Your Business, Adapt Ancient Wellness Systems for the Wealth of Your Business Today. And even though I wrote it from a business perspective, it really works within the energy system of us as human beings first. The chakras are a subtle energy system, and they're a window to our soul with connections to our soul's consciousness. So what we're going to be focusing on today is really about the third chakra which is the root of our emotional balance. It's our personal will center. It's our personal power. And this is where metabolic energy is generated which if you think about it that's where nutrition happens, right? That's where n- nutrition converts into energy. So when we feel upset or angry or hurt we often feel this chakra because this is the chakra that governs personal power and protection and ambition. It governs the way that we make our choices metaphysically this is where our self-esteem lives too so self-esteem self-confidence self-respect self-discipline all of these things live in the third chakra how much do we trust ourselves that's in the third chakra this is where ambition is and this is where the responsibility for making decisions lives and our sensitivity to criticism this is where we define ourselves versus the tribe or our relationships It's where we're really looking at us as an individual. So the focus shifts away from the external relationships that we have to an internal orientation with ourselves. This is the ability to take action. And the fears of the third chakra are things like uh, criticism or not meeting your responsibilities, being rejected for the decisions we make. It's a little bit different. The rejection comes from the decisions from our personal will. So... What if I made the wrong choice or decision? We all have to face challenges to grow our self-esteem. And when, you know, people a lot of times will say, oh, no, I don't want to deal with that. But when a challenge comes up, embrace it because that's the guidepost to your personal growth. And it will help you grow your self-esteem. You're growing your internal power. And then in that case, you are less susceptible to the external world, whether it's relationships or circumstances or people or whatever. It's not about other people's opinions. It's about knowing what you know. So, this is where hunches live. And you'll hear people say, Oh, I feel it in my gut. Well, that's where this is. This is the ability to take risks. And this is where we understand that it's not about comfort. It's about learning. And learning can be really uncomfortable. <laughs> and it absolutely, right? I mean, it's oh, like, yeah. Oh, man. It's just destabilizing, you know, we can feel like we don't know what we're doing or what's up and what's down. It absolutely violates our need for security and keeping the status quo.
2: Well, and when you're and, learning, it's it's like the whole things get turned upside down sometimes. Absolutely. Yeah, because it's all different. You know, it's what
3: you thought you knew. You don't know so much anymore, right? So, you know, to really uh, to grow, we actually have to go up against our own innate primal security warning system and it's you know because this is where all these things live our responsibility our self-esteem our ambition our healthy decisions the battle between your thought ego or what you think and truly being aligned with your soul that happens in this chakra so the gap between your soul's energy and your thoughts will be felt and experienced through your third chakra so when you're triggering that primal, um, you know that's in the amygdala. That's our reptilian brain, and we're programmed to look for saber-toothed tigers. And we're programmed to look for things <laughs> that are really like unfamiliar, unexpected, out of the norm, and that's what that system reacts to. It doesn't even know the quality of the danger. It doesn't know. It doesn't know if a tiger is coming to eat you or if there's a mosquito landing on your hand like it doesn't know the difference it just knows that that's not good and so it will have a reaction um, so you know if you try to make any changes too quickly the amygdala will actually sabotage them because you're changing things too fast so that's what what happens is we're actually going up against our own biology when we when we decide we want to grow and to grow it's really important that you own your own patterns because if you're controlled by your patterns If you're operating by default, if you're in reaction, or if you go victim by default, then those patterns are in control of your life and not you. So, you know, it's kind of like having, um, you know, a three-year-old running your emotional life if you don't really own what's going on, right? So, um, and when you experience betrayal, that can lead to um, a victim mindset where you're basically saying, oh my God, I can't believe that just happened to me. And then that actually attracts more because that's the energy that you're putting out. And there's a lot of, of force behind it. There's a lot of power behind it. And it becomes a deteriorating spiral. So if you can see all these situations as an invitation for you to grow and step into your personal power, to use your personal will, to show up more powerfully in your life you're just this it's that's how you you set yourself up for success so you want to ask yourself am i making clean decisions am i accountable for my responsibilities and the consequences of my decisions is there a healthy balance between my ambition and being of service to others so that's a huge huge
2: huge. you know um, process too as you're going through the questions absolutely it's you know it's those. an unexamined life is not worth living right well you know some b- people try <laughs> and,
3: yeah <you> know, too. <laughs> they, they get
2: get going with something and they fo- follow through on whatever you know is is really their their opportunity to look at something mm-hmm. and um, essentially you know it's an interesting one too because some people look at you know, different scenarios differently, which is part of our experience and sharing. Um, Lou Holtz su- suggested, um, "It's not the load that breaks you down; it's the way you carry it." Mm-hmm. And that is so true because you know you can be heavily loaded with emotion, and that's just like a, a real drag.
3: Well, and you know what happens in the body when when that happens, and you're out of your power. It's that's why you get um, a spare tire. Yeah. That's what happens. So, it chakra. physically manifests in your body around your third chakra, which oh. is, it's right about, just above your belly button. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And so, when you, if you're carrying extra weight there, that's third
2: chakra issues. It's kind of like when you buy a new car and you learn about um, the discussion of a certain focus on something, then you start looking for examples or they start showing up. <laughs> so, we could all be out looking for the spare tire. You know, <laughs> as we go um the sanskrit name for the third chakra is manipura and this word means lustrous gem and is associated with power self-esteem and vitality the element is fire and the colors are yellow and gold it is also referred to as the seed of the intellect and people refer to it as a gut feeling when trying to figure something out it can really feel like you're in a construction zone when you're putting together a system for yourself to operate. The energy system, especially if from a construction zone, there's so many different types of people doing the different parts of the construction. So if you're not aware of all of the parts and they are all kind of working on you as you try this and try that, and maybe some of them work and some of them don't, it can feel a bit... Like you're in a balancing mode, too, which is sometimes a bit um, distractive. But it's really um, having it so that you look at it from an energetic system. And that also opens up ideas for components that we can actually discover. And because they're energetic, they're related, and we can try something out, we can pretty much see the effect of it. Um, pretty instantly on ourselves how do we feel you know because we have our own little guidance system I mean some people call it different things but um, really it's our feelings how do you feel with whatever it comes up and um, in process of doing the energetic system uh, and we're discovering things one by one another way to look at this is like being our own prospector And looking for the values of the discovery is really, really fun in ourselves or others. Having a focused attention is the starting point as we work through these different elements. And it it does take a focus. And then another thought from Edith Wharton says, "Um, there are two ways of spreading light to be the candle or the mirror that reflects it. And with that in mind... You know, that's um, two different ways of sharing your thoughts and process, and they each require a different focus, too. So, we're going to actually come back in um, a few minutes after the commercial and explore more of the really great things that um, are associated with the third chakra. (music)
1: live up to your fullest potential this is the voice america empowerment channel
0: Like so many others, do you put on a game face to the world? The stress of home life, work life, and personal life converge on us on practically a daily basis. Yet, so rarely do we let others see our real selves, and we carry on like we don't have a single problem. We need to connect and to find out we're not alone. Tune into Stories from the Heart of Leadership with host Shamin Sadek to find out not only what's been created, but the story behind it. Listen live every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel.
1: Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You are listening to Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels with D. Lee. To reach the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send us an email to jewels at mightygems.com. Now, back to this week's show.
2: Welcome back to Mighty Gems. And right now we're um, prospecting on the third chakra which actually is the chakra that allows you to really get to know yourself. And it's associated with the color yellow. Now, the color yellow is the symbol of the mind, the intellect, high intelligence, and wisdom. It is a positive magnetic vibration and is an equalizer, um, basically, that organizes the... It's an organizational brain of the nervous system. As an important power center... It should be kept in perfect equilibrium. For myself, amber comes to mind when relating to the third chakra. To be categorized as true, amber is um, technically not a gemstone, but is a fossilized sap from prehistoric trees, that have aged over millions of years, which I find rather fascinating. Totally. The early the early physicians were prescribing amber for headaches, heart problems, arthritis, and other ailments. It was carried for protection by travelers in ancient times. To early Christians, it signified the presence of the Lord. In the Far East, it is a symbol of courage. In Asian culture, it is the soul of the tiger. From an energetic perspective, the amber has a carefree and positive sunny disposition and promotes good luck and success.
3: One of my friends um, was saying that he said, it's the iris of the eye of the tiger. Oh, wow. I thought that was just, yeah, like really, really interesting. So, you know, and um, Swami Sivananda said, put your heart, mind and soul into even your smallest acts. This is the secret of success. And, and, that's really what this is about in the third chakra. It's a fusion of many energies that are really basic to sustaining life. And, you know, with organization and balance, everything is working in harmony. It's working with a lot of different catalysts that have a variety of chemical reactions. But the third chakra is really the fuse box of the body. And so if all the moving parts are not assimilating or functioning as they should be based on what they're supposed to do in the overall system, it can result in inefficiency and a breakdown of the system. So, uh, and, and you know, if you think about that, that's the immune system. The immune system works like a library or a computer, and it can have dysfunctions that show up. It stores and categorizes information about everything the body encounters. Interesting questions arise if you're looking at the immune component of this powerful system. What does your system do when it meets a virus? It's it's almost like it asks a question. What are you doing here? (laughs) Yeah, it really does. And then it wants to handle it, right? You know, Mm -hmm. so, yeah, there's, and, you know, there are a lot of challenges and pressures that we put ourselves through every day. The choices that we make and the fuel that we eat what the pace of our life is like, the toxins that we put up with in our environment. So, you know, all of this has an effect on that system. It all kind of gets wrapped in there. So this chakra is related to the element of fire. And it can give emotional warmth and comfort, but it can also be fear and terror when it gets out of control. And in its library function, if there is a lack of information stored or or and or, it cannot find the correct match to something, the mind can become anxious and fearful. It's There's an inability to relax when there's a situation that exists that the mind can conjure up all these scenarios and gets locked into this self-defeating thought process that's all about the what if. You know, it's all that future projection stuff. Fear can escalate into terror or other anxieties in any area of your life. Threats and rules that restrict our natural exuberance easily block us from action and can be based on issues of personal power. If you feel your personal power, you're going to be able to act. If you are not able to access your personal power, you there is fear. And in growing up as children, we're subjected to the guidance of our parents and relatives and teachers that we, you know, they're figures of authority. And you know, when whatever they said, usually is what we learn to do and so when we're forced into habit patterns that take away our personal power this uh, our personal power can get blocked and if we choose to challenge that authority figure usually it results in criticism and punishment and maybe even shame if we don't comply and, you know, guilt is, you know, guilt is where we know we've done something wrong and probably deserve to be punished in some way. But shame, shame is way deeper than that. Shame is about feeling that our being is wrong. Like there is no punishment great enough. We are just, we are wrong. And this shame can move us into emotions that affect our relationship with the world around us. And, and it really becomes the core of our thoughts. When you have a shame-based life, nothing you can do, you can't win you know you can't do anything right so you know how can we if our imba- if if our third chakra is imbalanced how can we heal this powerful center without pulling out all of those electrical plugs so you know it's it's a big question people who live in anger this affects their minds and this leads them to have continued inner conversations with themselves from the past with the mental criticisms that can be viewed as a curse but really need to have a neutralized response in an imaginary way as an adult, from an adult standpoint. Basically, if you can do that, you're bringing in a visual of whatever authority figure gave you that um, habit or mindset and you're bringing that authority figure down to a small size rather than having it just be this personalized giant size um, authority that, that clobbers you in your mind kind of like the elephant in the room (laughs) yes right right so you know if you can bring that down to a ladybug you know now you're talking right and it has wings so yeah and it has wings so you know this is the most powerful area to work with in um, creating your personal approach to things and sages and philosophers for generations have known that personal belief systems or BS, <laughs> are basic to the thoughts that we recognize and that we understand are of critical importance to our overall, well, overall well-being. overall well And so this is our internal library system where the body-mind catalogs and files away information and experiences for references, and then it retrieves it later. And it's like the library De- Dewey Decimal System, right? It has to be able to correctly identify things and label them accurately to fit into the file in the right place and then cross-index where necessary. So if we store this information in our minds, in our, in our energy center, in this internal library, if we store this incorrectly or label it incorrectly, there can be confusion and fear because of false identification.
2: Totally Do you remember the sense, old right? cards, card decks? Oh yeah. yeah. I mean I remember my mother working in the, the uh library of our church and all of the intricate intricate tracking mechanism of each book was always fascinating as a kid. You know, how does that book go up on the shelf and it has a little tag and it coordinates with something even a bigger sense. So somebody comes and checks it out, how do you know where it went? I mean, I always was fascinated with that. Maybe that's, you know, if you look at your mind and your body connection, that's really very, very um, curious, you know, how, how wonderful our system works. You know, we don't, I don't think we um, appreciate how our basic Dewey Decimal system in ourself works.
3: Absolutely. And it's just something, yeah, because we take it for granted. It's something that we've had all of our lives, so we don't even really think about how amazing it is. You know, and and they do all the studies now with people who have had, like, brain injury or something and how your neural pathways can regenerate. It's basically, it's called neuroplasticity of your brain. And I believe that um, one of the earlier shows with the doctor, um, he was talking about that, right? Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, if you've got um, anything that was improperly entered or coded or stored or referenced in your mind, you've got some false, um, you're building on false things. It it creates confusion and um, potentially learning problems and difficulty retrieving. And, you know, so people say, oh, I just can't, I can't remember or I forgot. You know, that's that's a little bit of what that's about. Mm -hmm. So this limits the cross-referencing and it challenges an integration experience. So, you know, if we're forced into certain learning situations too early, then we can develop blocks around those areas because we have a negative belief. Oh, I can't do that. Oh, oh, no, that's too much for me or whatever. You know, we just kind of and it's not even a verbal conscious thing. Sometimes it's just our body memory just freaking out, you know.
2: Well, memory is such a uh, it can be instant or it's um, triggered by. Uh, I guess it's a filing system. It can be triggered by a smell. It can be triggered by um, some other event that's maybe unrelated. And you get a full-blown experience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> feeling, feeling, feeling. It could be positive or negative. So it's it's a very interesting um, part of this system that I think a lot of people don't really um, factor in there. Or maybe they do, it's just, it could be such an experience, kind of like Newton out there daydreaming and then getting bonked on the head.
3: (laughs) Right? Yeah. Well, and and they're doing studies with people who are in nursing homes and things where maybe they're not able, you know, they have Alzheimer's or whatever, and, and they start with music or, you know, a sense of smell, and suddenly they are brought back to life because they've bypassed the conscious mind and went right to the primal brain. Mm -hmm. It's very interesting.
2: And they also have games that they play. So um, I was noticing, you know, when I was experiencing my parents and grandparents in um, different, you know, elder care situations, how they can pretty much phase out themselves because there's no stimulus or inspiration to keep going with your mind's connection. But yeah. then they, they started uh, developing – I know that one with my grandmother was um, kind of interesting. They had uh, certain people that would come in at different times during the day and different times during the week, and they would have programs. And the, I don't know if that's currently out there, but um, they actually you know have little games that they play on um, inspired action and reaction to physical whatever, something they're holding on to or – Coming up with a very simple concept and asking for people to share their stories, and I th- I always thought that was fascinating, because the elders have so many stories, and they really have a lot to share. And a lot of times, maybe they don't make sense sometimes, or get, are kind of disconnected, but they're still kind of these little nuggets of you know someone's perception.
3: Well, and that's what it's all about, right? Mining, mm-hmm. you know, we're mm-hmm. mining for mighty gems. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, and, and um, you know, if we're finding that we're having that, maybe we, our, our concentration is affected or, you know, analysis and um, the effective ability to really identify problems and find solutions that unlock the understanding, that can also happen as this, you know, because as a result of the early childhood um, forced learning habits. So, you know, in any learning situation, if there was a forced experience early in life, it can become an issue in adult life because it's retrieved by our body mind every time there's a similar exposure to something. And so to heal from this, we actually need to release the stress and learn new strategies to relate to the same situation.
2: Tell yourself a new story.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it's really this is about knowing yourself from the inner being. So when we shine our light of understanding on ourselves, We tend to notice first all of our faults and problems and then as we look deeper, the need to blame others for whatever predicament recedes. And when we can begin to realize that the only way forward is to transform the way that we judge ourselves and the discoveries of our wisdom is about um, accepting that the world owes you nothing and that you are no more important than anyone or anything else you know there's there's some real freedom there it's so real free. yeah so you know the question becomes how do we perceive ourselves as our own in our own personal power so if we have experienced a lot of overbearing authority figures we have likely been led to believe that we are i don't know clumsy stupid worthless bad you know it's all those things and that directly affects our relationship with the world around us Because you can feel powerless and prone to failure due to what you have learned to perceive as a fault. If you feel powerless, there's a focus on failure. If you feel powerful, there's a focus on success. And both extremes can be affected by incomplete information as we view the lens of the interpretation of reality that was colored by other people's eyes and minds and emotions. And they shared it all. (laughs) And they shared it all, yeah. But when we're in balance, we can look at any and all judgments with a critical eye and a mind, and our view of ourselves is no more substantial than clothing or masks. So the basis um, is really power to do something, but it can slip and slide into power over others when it's out of balance, and that creates a competitive atmosphere where we try to be better than others, you know,
2: wealthier, more intelligent, happier, more spiritual. So and if you've had a bad situation then that seems to also bring up a whole lot of flood you know we've talked about each of us being um kind of almost like a iceberg floating around out there in the i guess the ocean of life <laughs> it's quite an image <laughs> because we have the upper part of ourselves that we share with people and then we have this deep inner side which we're exploring as we are mining our gems um, on this show and it's interesting because the iceberg image is also very individual because some people are just so out there others are so in there and it's very unique how much you know this affects people and so it's one of those where the experience can be that if you're bubbly and and you're tuned in and um, you're like a light bulb you know, someone will be attracted to that as a, um, a good feeling um, to discuss different things, and um, it's it's very interesting when you've been inspired to be bubbly or inspired to have that kind of a, a relationship with yourself, because your whole person persona and sharing out here is going to be like a light, and so I guess it's like the attraction of the bugs to the light. And, you know, they go zip, you know, if they run into it. But it's very, um, very interesting when you start really looking at how um, this third chakra shines with clarity or the sun um, with the the color of yellow. You know, it it has a a broader perspective and um, it can be seen as looking further into the shadows of all the different parts and pieces of the integrated system. And it it's quite a quite a fascinating system too. I mean, this is one that um, each of our focuses has been on the overall system and how they're all related and work with each other. So it's it's very fascinating exploration, or at least I'm finding it very interesting mining. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so having a sunny disposition is one that is a personality um basis point I think and um, it's one that you know people have different ways of sharing their themselves out in the world and as they um, share you know they they re- get a response too so we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back and we look forward to talking with you in just a bit <laughs>
1: change your world change your life voice
0: are you living your dream yet if not then why not everyone has a greatness inside of them to achieve what they deserve in their lives but how do you find the motivation to get started tune into your authentic life with host susan cranston susan's advice along with expert guests will help you improve your relationships start or change your career and achieve the seemingly unattainable goal. Listen live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel.
1: When you think of inspiring women, who comes to mind? Is it a visionary like Oprah Winfrey? Political or legal figures like Hillary Clinton or Sonia Sotomayor? Or how about entrepreneurial business leaders like Meg Whitman? No matter whom you might be thinking of, make sure to add one more to that list. Deanne DeMarco. She's the host of Today's Inspiring Women. Each week, Deanne turns you on to the next rising star in business and leadership and what their successes and challenges have been. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels with Dee Lee. To reach the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send us an email, jewels at MightyGems.com. Now, back to this week's show.
2: Welcome back to Mighty Gems. And we're in the process of exploring the third chakra, which has a lot of integrated systems in place when it's, you know, either working or not. It's very integrated. And what we're exploring right now is uh, what does it mean to have a sunny disposition, the third chakra has to do with the yellow color and is um, something that encourages a broader perspective you know, and focus. When you have a sunny disposition, it means that the person has a personality that is cheerful. I mean, typically has a, a, a cheerful personality and is friendly and full filled with the zest. zest. Um, this is an experience that people have when they talk with you 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 know your voice and your attitude and everything it means that you can be in a good mood or at least you look as though you're happy or sunny and um, it's interesting because it's like being a light out there Um, I've been you know in the past in my growing up years I've had a positive attitude for most of my life and people when I was younger I didn't thoroughly understand all of the the vocabulary but uh, there was one in, in teacher that had um, given me the title as you have natural iambic metameter. and that was a big word and I remember figuring out what it kind of was but it didn't, she, the way she delivered it, it was kind of accusatory so I don't you know, to this day, I don't know if she just was not thinking it was a useful hab- you know thing to have as a kid, but I felt like I had a disease of some type, mm-hmm. and which gave me the negative, which you know I've been kind of experiencing that, you know, but' it's, it's very interesting when that language is way above what the understanding is of someone, too. So that's part of the communication and sharing that's important um so when you are in a good mood um actually yellow is bright and um can be looked at as you know if you look at a stop light light or a stop sign um the three colors you know it's kind of cautionary in a way but um we we like to play dots in a dot system um and it's it's really a way that we make our choices so the center fuse box has many parts What really lives here is something about our self-esteem, our confidence, our respect and discipline, trust, ambitions, where we are sensitive to criticism, how we define ourselves as an individual, and how we actually take action or make the active choice of inaction.
3: Well, and you know what? If somebody's sunny and they're happy, it figures that they're probably in balance in their third chakra, right?
2: Probably, unless they have a spare tire, huh?
3: <laughs> there you go, <laughs> right, right,
2: exactly, then something else has to be addressed so yeah. it 's really um, as you look at this system um, it 's really looking at your disposition too i mean it 's how do you change your disposition? I mean some of this is um, where we have talked in a, a couple of prior sessions um, talking about the belief system is so so buried. And can be really difficult to separate that, you know what is your belief, or as we explored um, as you come up with a feeling that you 're not quite sure i mean and part of this is as you wake up more with the um, internal awareness that we've been exploring in these different uh, processes it's it's like you ask yourself, how do I feel with this how is it really? a true feeling or is it buried so far down there that I can't really um, understand it yet. So, if you keep asking and searching, this is the playing the role of the prospector. You know, there is a value in that search. And um, a disposition, you know, is a word that really relates to a mood or a general attitude about life. The word comes from Old French and is based on how a person views the world. Do you really find yourself um, defining your personality? I mean, one of the things that was a a side humor was people go and get makeovers all the time. You know, they have, you know, a day at the spa. Um, I thought it would be kind of interesting, you know, what would be a personality makeover, something that you would want to do that you would still be able to be authentic that would be very important and this power system
3: happens don't you think that happens as people become more aware and then the things that no longer serve and support them just sort of fall off or go away and what's left is the more essential layer of themselves and then eventually over time that kind of peels away and then the next it's like a russian doll right
2: and it's like you know, the parts, sometimes you're not really even aware that they're missing. <laughs> you're going, oh, wow, wow, that, that disappeared. Yeah, or people that you've talked to in the past, you know, it's almost like um, when you talk to them again, you go, wow, you know, where's the communication here? And um, it's interesting, um, the poetry is one that I've been doing a long time, and um, I wrote a poem um, about a fly, you know this is everyday jewel <laughs> <laughs> with um, kind of a humor in the sense that here 's this common fly and usually a fly on the wall is some of the terminology um, it's a common one out there that you know people just they want to find the fly swatter but I was looking at the fly going well here 's this little being flying around and has a different kind of perspective On things flying around and also people perceiving what is this thing um, they want to get rid of it they don't want it hanging around they look at it differently and I thought wow what if that little this is that what if scenario what if that little fly could try on different wings how would that feel you know and that would be changing perceptions you know in a huge way and I don't know if that's not a real related makeover, but um, we have the power to shape our inner power center. And when we develop ourselves to be all that we can be, we contribute to our own as well as the happiness of others. So that's a, that's a huge sharing right there. Um, how to get started at some of this. You know, we are, we're all operating a lot of, you know, busyness um, and business and business, bu- busyness. Um, we operate a lot with uh, technology in different ways. And um, it's kind of interesting when you start looking around with different glasses on, too, and you're in a restaurant. How many people sit in a, a group of family, so-called family, and everyone's sort of buried in their technical device. Right. Um, it's right. It, um, The other day we were out my husband and I were out at a restaurant a new restaurant and this person had an iPad you know, he had his son and his, his son had an iPad so here they were together I don't know the situation but here was this iPad that was on full bright and the, the restaurant was you know not dim but you know it was one where you could see as we were sitting there you could see this light reflecting on this, this father's face and yet you know, during this whole moment of uh, his, whatever he was doing, he was not interacting or communicating with his son, so his son was kind of, you know, helpfully, hopefully, probably trying to connect, but when the meal was served, the person was just kind of still buried in this light fixture, and his face reflected all of the light, so here he was eating and on light, <laughs> a different kind of light um mm-hmm. and it was just very um very interesting when you take a look at what does that say to that that little person you know i'm not good enough or um, important
3: enough or
2: important enough and so that was very um it was a it was a um an item in my my mind was kind of a gem that would be one to spotlight because when you're really a better listener and you look people in the eyes as you do active listening, this this is kind of simple. It's, I mean, it's a very simple thing, but you make them feel important. And I was thinking, wow, that's a real statement to that little person. You know, I'm not important enough. This, this is my father. He's got his nose buried in this light bulb. And so the kid's over there and... You know, is probably imitating saying, "This is how I need to be," mm-hmm. and I think that's really sad.
3: Yeah, it's like that song, the "Cats in the Cradle" song mm-hmm. from way back when, from the seventies. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: So how how can we change this? Well, some of it's pretty quick. Um, You know, basically look people in the eyes and be a, a, a be there. You know, so that you're listening and that gives them the sense that you're really listening. You can read and expand your curiosity. We talked about the importance of curiosity. Um, you can contribute to the conversations, new things, and as you're expanding your horizons and your interactions, it's very interesting how those help to uh, make discoveries, too. I mean, it's it's um, having a personal opinion on something, Um some people read a lot of the, in the newspaper and take on different people's attitudes, which I think is kind of sad too. I mean they they lose themselves in the negativity of what's out there and well, it's really uh, about having your own point of view, right? Right. Yeah, And so you want to new, meet new people or, and really be authentic you know, as you're doing this. Um, if you have a positive outlook and an upbeat outlook. Um, people will be attracted like the fly or like the bug to the light. And when you see things in a lighter side, you know, a little sense of humor, uh, some comic relief is sometimes helpful in different um, situations that you need a little bit more uh, light feeling. Um, You can be supportive of others with listening to them, but not really so uh, connected that you lose yourself. Um, as you're treating yourself with respect, you can lend the ear but not get sucked into the whole emotion. As you go about the efforts of prospecting for Mighty Gems and yourself and others, it's really looking for special jewels that exist in each of us because we each have the different jewels. And that effect can really have a change on our life when we look through the um, active motion of, of being in that Uh, basic habit Um, and with others you know if we forget about ourselves and the values that we hold as um, golden nuggets ready to be discovered Albert Einstein said I never made one of my discoveries through the process of rational thinking I thought you know I like that that a lot
3: Oh, yeah, that's brilliant. I really, this, you know, as we're seeing and exploring all the potentials of life, we need to really embrace the challenges as a way to grow. And as you grow your internal power, you are less susceptible to the external world. So it's no longer about other people's opinions. It's really about knowing what you know. So you want to pay attention to your hunches and feel your gut. And... Um, Increase your ability to take risks. It's not always about comfort, but it's about learning. And that can feel like it violates our need for security and the status quo. So we take risks and the responsibility. So it's about closing the gap between your thoughts and your energy. And you want to own your own patterns. So how do you relate to a situation? If if you get a knee-jerk reaction, that means that there's something controlling you you're not in charge of that so you this is about reclaiming your own power and thinking of it as the gift that it is and when you view it from that perspective it's a way of opening the door to step forward in your own personal power on the inside and show up on the outside more powerfully so our mighty gem show hopefully helps you to stake your claim for your gem discoveries and for the powerful unlimited possibilities within each of us we are on a mighty treasure hunt here. And with the magnitude and poten- of the potential discoveries, this could be the spark that can launch mighty gold rush fever like there has <laughs> never been seen before. So as we seek to harvest the value of our inner being of wealth potential, we will literally take the lid off and experience freedom in our lives with a new congruence between who we are and how we're showing up in the world
2: as a mighty gem. And that's what it's all about, spotlighting everyday jewels. And Mighty Gems is about sparking as gems and focusing on our personal values, even if they begin to have a perceived value. So, the benefits to all of us is a huge um, action based on the insights that we are exploring and stepping in to choose the action. For action, we are basically moving our plan into action from our intellect and comfort levels into inspired manifestation and empowering ourselves as we go deeper and deeper into the balancing act of discoveries. As we connect to ourselves, to nature, and to others with one insight, one choice, and one action at a time, we broaden our prospecting arena and we can go up and beyond and above where we have ever believed we can go and grow forever.
3: Love it. And so it is. So thank you everyone for being with us here today. Please join us again next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great weekend.
1: Thank you for joining D. Lee for Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels. Be sure to come back for another great show next Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Enjoy your weekend, and we'll see you here next week.